4: We are back for another episode of the Oak Road Hatter Podcast. I am Billy Mully, and this is what we have in store for you today. We take a deeper look into Saturday's 0-0 draw with Sheffield United. Should we have come away with three points and are the Blades in genuine trouble? We also take one last look at the transfer window of the summer of 2021 and discuss how content we can be with what has gone on. With me today we have Dylan Bundia, Jamie Castle and Stephen
5: Day. How are you all? Very good, mate. How are you? Too bad? Yeah, not bad, mate. Good evening. How are you doing?
4: Yes, it's um good time at the moment. As Jamie might go on to say in a bit, he might be a little bit less positive with what's gone on. But we'll get straight into it. And we'll go into the Sheffield United game. I'm right in saying that Jamie and Dylan, you were both there. And, and Dylan... I uh, mean, yeah. Dylan went, sorry, and Stephen, Stephen, you didn't make Saturday's game. So asking the two of you that went, what did you make of how we set up?
0: Good, very good. I mean, you know, I think something had to change from Birmingham, um, but more so in the individual actions, uh, but definitely in the system as well. I think having, getting rid of the third centre back and and having an extra player as well. Kind of through the middle, I guess, um, was helpful because well, having Osho in front of the back four was really important for Campbell and and Pelle being able to really push on and affect uh, Norwood and Fleck, uh, not Fleck, sorry, Burge, Um Unlike Birmingham, where we didn't get close to Ryan Woods, so I think it was it was good. I think we we all kind of knew that after Birmingham would change um, change shape, and and it was it was very a, a really really good performance from us, and I think we should have won the game in the end.
5: Yeah, agree completely. Um, I think it was a new system. because like, uh, I think obviously it was about four, but I'm not sure we played a a straight four, three, 3 this season before. So it was surprising to go that to go with that. But like Nathan said, just wanted to get a bit more height on the pitch. Um for Osho at the end was was fantastic. Um so yeah, not not really much more to add on on what on what was said. Yeah. Brilliant.
4: Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more with the way we set up. It was positive. It was exciting in a way. And it's, we have to say, Sheffield United came out quite strongly in um, creating a couple of early chances, dominated possession in the early exchanges. But after soaking up some early pressure, how did you um, rate the response that we made? Fantastic!
5: Well, I, I, I think I think I said on on the last pod that I'd, I'd taken a nil nil half time, and it seems like the first fifteen minutes was very much a um, don't don't concede because um, our our two defeats this season we've conceded in the first ten minutes. So I think it was important just to just to get out first fifteen, don't do anything stupid, um, just just sort of ease into the game, and and, and that's what we did. Yeah. Sheffield United had a lot of the ball in the first 15 minutes, but it was pretty much all in front of us, so there was no real threat. And then from then onwards, I, I thought we were pretty much on top. I think Sheffield United had a decent last 15 in the first half, but other than that, uh, as, as you said, really, I think it, it would be fair to say that if we if would have got, got, got a winner late on, then it would have been deserved. So, yeah after that first spell I thought it was brilliant
4: Stephen did you get a chance to watch any of the highlights over I have
3: not had a chance here I've been so busy at the moment
4: well there was a couple of good opportunities to win the game obviously there was the Cornick strike that hit the bar there was... oh I
3: did see that one yeah
4: yeah yeah it was one of them that
3: you you really need to be taken but yeah I, I mean I remember people complaining about it on Twitter and i I. I mean, after I saw it, I was like, we do need to take it because it's one of those chances in the championship where you're like, you have to take the chance to get a win. But at the same time, I think he did all that he could really. And he showed that he can score goals again. So I don't really see what the big deal was about him missing that. really. It was, you know, it seemed like he did as he could. And he's not, he's not Lionel Messi. He's not going to put every chance in the back of the net. Yeah,
5: I, I I agree. I think a lot of a lot of people were talking with Bennett with that sort of that hindsight um, on on Twitter saying, "Oh yeah, you could have squared it to Campbell," but it's it's all really good. Saying that, but in the moment, the striker wants to score. If if we'd have squared it and then Campbell blazed it over the bar, would people have moaned? Oh, actually, no. You should have shot. I, uh, I think. Yeah, I think Cornick did the right thing having to go. He, he hit the the, the bar on the post or or on the join the two. He's, yeah, if it's an inch lower or to the left, he scores it and, and we're all happy. So yeah, I think
3: he did the right thing. He missed it. Move on. And I think it shows that he's got confidence as well to take the chance because I think last season we all we saw a less confident Cornet. So I'm I'm happy that he he took the you know took the opportunity didn't score but he you know he he hammered that ball so yeah I'm I'm happy that he had the confidence to take the shot and just you know a little, little bit upset as as everyone else is that it didn't go in but we move.
4: I think perhaps there was another argument for him taking a shot on earlier but I'm sort of in the sort of same line of thinking of, of you boys where yes he is showing confidence because last year he would have been looking for that pass and I think that image that emerged on Twitter was quite unfair. I don't think it it picked up the true situation because it looked like Campbell was in loads and loads of space. But as we as we know from photographs, it's, it's not always as it seems. But we'll go on to speak a little bit about Sheffield United and how they played against us and in the context of their season. So, Dylan, were you impressed with the way they approached the game and... How everything sort of panned out from their perspective?
0: No, 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 no. And and since then, I've had a chance to watch the game back, um, which is always useful. We don't see everything, but it's useful. And, whew, I mean, they, the, the the old Sheffield United that was really kind of aggressive under Chris Wilder in the Championship first season, in the Premier League, you know, they're really driven, they press, um, but but most most of all, you know, they're they're really aggressive with their passing. You know, they want to find those forward passes, they want to penetrate. And there's so many so many times um, that I spotted on, on the replay um on iFollow when they could quite easily have found that forward pass into Burge, into Fleck. They could have quickly switched the play, they you know, was to create something, and it just wasn't happening. And you know, I thought Ollie Norwood was okay, you know, he moved the ball, but I was very surprised with again his um he, he didn't really seem to be to be trying to penetrate and find forward passes. And that made it a lot easier for us to defend. We defended really well, um, but I I didn't really think that they showed that much. Um, And even when then, when they switched to a diamond in the second half, you you know, you would think that would create that extra player. They already had four V three against our midfield and we dealt with that. They got an extra one in there with Freeman and they still never re they did it a few more times, but they never really played through us. Um, So for them, I mean, they've done some business. Uh, which was much needed, but um yeah, I, I would be worried if I was a Sheffield United fan because so far it's it's not been brilliant for them.
4: And turning our tensions back to ourselves, is there anything that any of you would change going into the Blackburn game? Obviously not Saturday, the weekend after.
5: I, I, I mean, don't know. It's, 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 it's tough to say, really. I mean, Blackburn will, will offer different threats, so the, the odd tactical change yes but I think we did a lot right all, all it was was that that final pass or that final finish so I think us as fans are at times in danger of over analyzing things when simply all, all it could have been was pass pass the ball at that, that extra time or just or, or shoot when when maybe you passed it, it it's just something as simple as that that could have changed the game from a 0-0 to a 1-0. So I think n- nothing, nothing drastic. Um, obviously, Clark should hopefully be back. So, so maybe he comes in. Um, but Other than that, no, I think there's not too much to change from, from my perspective.
0: Yeah, for me, it really just all depends on, on where we see their threats. You know, they've obviously got a very talented front four front f- front four with um, Brereton, Perveda, Joe Rothwell. Um, they've got, you know, they've got very good players. So it's whether we keep Osho in there. I think that's the big decision, in my opinion, is um, whether we keep Osho in there to protect or whether we bring in Clark as the 10 or Musquey as the 10 and go a little bit more front-footed. Um, but, you know, Blackburn are a very good team. They've they've started reasonably well, um, especially after losing Adam Armstrong. Um, they've, they've coped pretty, pretty well. So um, it'll be a really tough game and, and you know, NJ choices, choices, choices.
4: What about Henry Lansbury? Does Henry Lansbury come back into the team if he's fit after these two weeks of international football?
3: Yes, no-brainer. I, I can't see any reason why he shouldn't do. He, he looked pretty as Barnsley. I think he was what we were missing in the middle of the park against Birmingham. I think if he's fit, he's got to be in the squad. Because, you know, especially with how he looked on an away day against Barnsley, he was, you know, I said before, like sweeping up defensively. He was making those passes that we need in the field to just get something going. And I think especially against Blackburn, we're going to need him. So if he's fit, he has to be in there. And
4: that's that on Sheffield United. We will go on to the transfer market now because it is officially closed. We're recording this on Wednesday, but it's going to come out on the Thursday. So we are literally just after it today. Um, the major talking point from transfer deadline day was central around a central midfielder that we eventually didn't get. But is there a cause for concern? And I'll open that to the floor before we get into Jamie's views.
0: Um, for me, it's it would have been nice, but it's definitely not a disaster and um, because we've we've got options there and it would have been good to have maybe had one more option uh, who would give us a little bit more forward penetration in terms of just a bit more quality on the ball um, to complement Lansbury but we're in a good place and and we have options there we've got you know Pelly, Campbell, Clark, Lansbury, Berry's coming back Ray, I know he's he's fallen behind a little bit, but again, another option. Osho's played there, so I think you know it would have been nice to have had one more um, in central midfield. But it's been a really good window. Uh, we've strengthened the squad, and we we're not we're definitely not light. Um, I don't think.
4: And Jamie, were the meltdowns on Twitter on Outlaws? Were they justified?
5: Um, no I, I, so I guess as a first point just to be fair I think you could say it was a bit of an anti-climax I think but that, that, that's solely because of the way Nathan had built it up in his press conference that he seemed confident that there'd be a, a new player coming in and, and given that A our window to date has been fantastic and B the fact that anyone who did come in was going to be either better or different to what we got then naturally there's that excitement but it doesn't take away from how good our window has been like to, to bring in eight players where all eight either improve and help us now with regards to Lansbury, Jerome, Burke and Bell or you ceiling is so high with regards to Campbell, Fred, um, the Admiral Carlos like it's been a, an amazing window and I think that the, the fact that the club put out that tweet, what was it, five to eleven last night, shows that the club were active, but for, for one reason or another, it just didn't happen, and that that's absolutely fine. Um, and 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 those sort of days had happened before. I, I know it was reported widely that Fred last January we, we were playing we were like we wanted and we were after, but for one reason or another, it didn't happen, and we got him this summer, and 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 those days. That, that day might have happened again last night and we just couldn't get that one or two in that that we wanted and one that we maybe visit in January next summer uh, and there's been a lot of talk about going into the loan market and and, and, and why is Nathan being stubborn about, about not, not bringing in a loan player but to, to, to an extent I, I do get it so like say we were to bring in a DM last night on loan so I know like Coventry went on loan from West Ham to Peterborough, uh, Tommy Dole, I think ended up in the German League from, from Man City. And, and say we, we brought one of one of those two in, that, that could limit the, the minutes of, of Osho, who, by the way, is, is probably my all player of the month. I think he's been fantastic, both centre-half and, and in that DM role against Sheffield United. So, so why would we want to limit the minutes of, of Osho? And you can say, "Oh, we bought we bought Keenan in last summer on on a loan. So, so why can't we do the same this year?" We did. He was fantastic. But look how, how it's now now turned out like we we like so Keenan. We, we probably bought in last summer with an element of confidence that we may have been able to get him longer term, either either another year loan or permanently. And that hasn't that and that hasn't happened. So, and, and that hasn't happened because the work that Nathan and his coaching staff did was so good that is Pipkin on the cusp of, of a side playing in the playing in Europe. So why would you want to do why would, why would you want to do that work again on on a commentary and Tommy Doyle like uh, could, could you imagine if, if we did that work instead on Osho? think of a player that Osho could be and and I guess to the same extent with Dion Pereira if, if we put the same work in on Jewsbury Hall that, that we did on, on Pereira then, then then he could turn out to be that good as well. Loaning in someone like a commentary or a Doyle last night could have benefited us that well. Um, I guess another point is it's important to differentiate between both the wants and the needs. Didn't did, did Nathan need a midfielder? No, like we, we didn't we didn't need one. If you're looking at pure numbers in that area, we've got from, from back to front, we've got Osho, Ray, Campbell, Pelly, Lansbury, Berry, Pereira, Clark, Muskway, all, all can play in that central area. So what's that? Eight nine numbers, so we, did, we didn't need numbers. But what? But Nathan wanted a midfielder that 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 could improve on what we had, or or, or be different to what we've got long term. So that that's what he wanted. He couldn't get it. Obviously, in in the immediacy of last night, it was it, it was disappointing. Absolutely, it was. But from this morning onwards, the the thought should just been what a window we've had. And and I, 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 I'm not sure about you boys, but I was sat on Sky Sports News. I, I, I sat sat watching Sky Sports Watch News last night and seeing clubs panic to get numbers in I think Preston signed a couple like about half past 11 and I guess I I know what position I'd rather be in and uh, and that's all I'd say
4: definitely yeah there did seem to be some sort of desperation going on in the division but another big talking point that emerged from last night Stephen was Peter Chioso departing for MK what did you make of that and When you think about the players that we could have sent out on loan, does it hurt more that it's Kyoso? I know that there's perhaps not the interest in the other players as we perhaps assumed, but the fact that Osho, uh, not Osho, Kyoso, who looks like he's ready for championship football, has gone out. What did you make of that all?
3: I mean, my main worry really is that if Bree gets injured, which... I'm not going to lie, he does get injured a fair amount, then we've almost got no cover there. Obviously, we've got Clark, we've got, you know, I think Osho can fill in there. I think, you know, other players could. But Kiyoso, to me, looks brilliant. And obviously, I don't know the full story. None of us know the full story. But it it is a bit upsetting to see someone young and who looks ready, from our perspective, be sent out on loan once again. It's just, uh, part of me is almost thinking like, is there a little bit of like, do we really see a future with him here? Like, obviously there's a bit of a um, dramatic sort of way of thinking about it. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like last year and this year, he could easily do a job for us at right back. He's done, you know, right center back in, in a back three or five, whatever you say. So, it is a bit upsetting to see him go and also I just don't really like the fact that he's gone there yeah
4: I mean the thing with Kyoso as well is that NJ has emphasized so much about having two players two strong options in each position and I know perhaps as you say Osho can fill in there Clark is an option I'll be a little bit worried playing him right back I'd, I'd prefer him in the right uh, wing back role if needed obviously Lockyer has operated there midway through a game before so it's it's a bit of a weird one but is this the final time we see him out on loan or is there a proper future for him at the club at the moment
3: I mean I I'll hope just it. I really hope I'll jump in really. sorry can I just jump you in and say like know. i I I'm upset that he's gone, but at the same time, like I'll, I just want to say this that like I don't understand the head loss from from fans as well. Like that's that's the main thing here is like I trust whatever the club do, and I think the dramatic response from fans on Twitter was a bit silly, and there are a lot of now a lot of accounts that are hiding behind player pictures, and do we really need this? Like is that was that all necessarily? necessary no it's it's just a bit of a dramatic reaction really but well not dramatic
0: yeah I think with I think it's it's from I'm I'm disappointed to see him go because I thought that he could could really you know continue his development in the championship and yes he wouldn't play every single week um but he would get minutes you know it's a 46 game season there's a lot of games and coming thick and that come thick and fast between the international breaks so yeah it's it's disappointing um I think Osho my opinion is that his most natural position is actually right back um so I think we've got cover wise I think we're we're okay and obviously I don't think we see Osho long term as a as a holding midfielder I think you know he I think NJ mentioned as well that he he came in as a right back and he's had to play center half and and holding midfielder so I, I think in terms of quality in that position, it's OK. It would have been nice to, to have kept Kyoso, though, because yeah, I think he's, he's, he's very good. Um, and the other thing I just want to say is, is you know, the kind of the, the big comparisons that are being made between Kyoso and Brie um, and one being better than the other, I, I don't quite agree with either because they're very different fullbacks. And they offer very different things. And I think right now, what we're lacking, what we've lacked so far is, is that real ball progression. You know, we've spoken about it quite a lot on this podcast. Um, and and what, you know, what Pelly and Campbell don't give us is, is that penetration. What James Bree brings, and I know he hasn't started the season brilliantly, but what he does bring is that technical quality in and around the box, that ability to, to find those forward passes, that, um, that Kyoso, that's, that's where he needs to get better. Kyoso does the basics better than Bree, but Brie offers that little bit more creativity. Um, so I think, you know, I would have loved to have, to have had him this season. I thought, you know, he's played well, um, reasonably well when he's, when he's been called upon so far, and, and it is a surprise. But again, you know, we trust the people at the club and, you know, they're not silly. They, they make decisions for a reason and they would not leave us, um, leave the team short in areas um, unnecessarily.
4: Definitely, definitely. And a quick one, Jamie, on Elliot Anderson, who we had been linked with earlier on yesterday. Um, It's since emerged that the same outlet that first reported that we were interested again and were trying to go in for him have said that we might try our luck again in January. And as we've said before, that's another lone player. Is that something you can see happening?
5: Um, potentially, but I guess again purely because I, I believe at the start we were linked with him, or we, we tried to get him permanently. So again, I think with Nathan, it's a case of we'll take a loan, but if there's a if there's a chance that we can get him permanently at some point in the future, um, which which I believe was was what was the case with Kiernan and, and Reese. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. If if there's that that chat to be had. I know obviously they're not the best. Newcastle aren't the Newcastle um, are the best one club at the minute. So maybe they'll slip up and, uh, and let us have him. Definitely. And something that didn't materialise, which was the topic of quite
4: a lot of discussions leading up to deadline day, was Dion Pereira. And it seemed that Nathan Jones wanted him to go out on loan. Um, do you think it was a fact that not enough club's registered interest and how big of a season do you see him having
0: I think it's a massive shame that he he didn't manage to get that loan move because I mean I've only seen 10-15 minutes of him at Stevenage and he's only played he only played against QPR before that on the last day of last season so it's you know a really tiny sample size but he looks really lively against the league two team he looked nice uh, a good really you know he, he came on and and Changed the game slightly. It just gave us a little bit more impetus and, and thrust. So after that, I kind of expected that teams at that level would be would be looking at him. But look, you know, transfers are complicated and, and loans are complicated. You know, I think I think sometimes it, there can be a view of it as some you know like a, a championship manager type thing. But you know, that it's complicated and and all kinds of there's there all kinds of factors at play. Um, like with Kyoso's loan move, for example, he he doesn't have to relocate for for the whole season. Yeah, it's a huge factor for a player. so i think it's a shame that Dion couldn't, couldn't get out on loan but you know he's here he's with our coaches he's in our environment and and i don't think there's anything wrong with that. um yeah i, I guess it
5: probably w- would have been in an ideal world get him a but i get the impression it was a case of he would go out if we managed to get one in um so that that one in didn't didn't transpire. So so he stayed with us. Um, so I, I think it it could be as simple as that, really.
4: And the last thing we have to talk about to do with deadline day was the link with Sam Morsey, who obviously has been playing a lot of football for Middlesbrough recently, but he's ended up at League One Wigan with us interested. Is that one that you're glad that we've avoided, or is he sort of that combative midfielder that we essentially? Could have used in a in a sort of holding role.
0: It was Ipswich, I think. Oh, who did I say? Uh, Wigan. I looked it up on my it phone. Just to make sure as well. Confused between the two <laughs> massive spenders in League One. So fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he would have. I don't know much about him, but um, but one, you know, if Neil Warnock signs you, then there's something about you because you. You're aggressive enough. You do the off the ball stuff well enough, Um, but you know if I don't think any most teams in the championship right now could compete with Ipswich. So fair play to them. You know they're building a mid table championship team in in League One. So I don't I don't I couldn't honestly say whether he would have been a a really good option for us. Um, But by his 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 record and who he's played for, he's played for Wigan. He he did play for Wigan, I think, um, under Paul Cook before. so he's obviously got a good pedigree, uh, but honestly, I I couldn't say whether he was he would have been a really good option for us or not. I don't know if anyone else has seen him play before. Not uh, I've seen not, any not seen any of him play.
5: No, that play. I guess what I would say is, if we brought him in, it would have been a permanent good age. He's twenty nine, so still got a few years in him. So I think in terms of his his yeah, like like I think his experience and what he would have bought would have been the positive, but equally it's not the end of the world that we didn't get him. So it's very much a, a neutral on the fence answer. But I think it's it's yeah, it, it pretty much sums it up.
4: Okay. That is all we have time for today. Big thank you to Kevin McLeod for today's podcast music and make sure to check us out online. Our website is www.oakroadhatter.com. oakroadhatter com. Our Instagram is OakroadHatterpod and our Twitter is at Oak Road Hatter. We've also just joined the all new and exciting fan hub as content creators. For more information about the app and how to get involved, drop us a message and keep a lookout on our socials. We'll be back next week to finally have an episode where we don't have to talk about the transfer market. And we'll also look ahead to our trip to Ewood Park. Thank you all for listening.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.